Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> Good morning, Wastelanders. How's it going? This week, we went ahead and took on 2022's Disenchanted on Disney Plus, rated PG. Before we get into that, Greg, how you been this week? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. COVID's kind of screwing with my lungs, but other than that, I don't have too many complaints. You don't need both lungs. I've watched enough Malcolm in the Middle. You're right. I just need a wheelchair. I've also heard that people used to have cool iron lungs back in the day, so maybe you could get one of those. I do have the basement. It'd be a good place to keep it, and I could live down there like a like a bat. I think that's what the movie Iron Man's about, actually, is a guy with one iron lung just running around. I've, I've got to go watch that. Go see it's the one that. starring Bob Downey. <laughs> Isn't it funny how some actors, we just never say their their names differently? We would never say Thomas Cruise is in this movie. It's always Tom Cruise. <laughs> but we would never say Bob Downing Jr. is in this movie. It's Robert Downing. Mm-hmm. Did you just see Forrest Gump starring Thomas Hanks? <laughs> like, it's very strange <laughs> to, to say that way. Yeah, it'd be interesting, especially considering since my first name is Richard, and I know if there's an actor out there whose name is Richard, I don't know who the fuck they are, but calling them Dick. That'd be interesting to go ahead and just be like, if, especially if they became famous like Robert Downey Jr. and all you just hear is starring Dick. Like Dick Clark? Yeah. Like Richard Clark? Richard Clark, yeah. Yeah. Nobody ever talks about Richard Clark's rockin' New Year. <laughs> it's always Dick Clark. Yeah, we're closing up on that time of year, too, where we'll end up watching that a lot in our, in our house. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that yesterday i was like jesus christ it is always already the end of september as we're recording this and i suddenly felt like a hair get white i was like oh the time is (laughs) passing i swear every year like around this time i feel like the beast when he sees like a petal fall from the rose right like (laughs) oh dear (laughs) well you end up messaging me and you're like hey you know that there's pumpkin spice over at this place. And I'm like, it's time (laughs) this time i imagine your eyes glowed orange a like little bit, chased, yeah. You chase the child around the house like the Pumpkin King returns. and just... <laughs> His screams do feel me during this time of the year, so yes. Yeah, he wasn't screaming. He was like, cringe. Uh-huh. He just I'm looked at you and room. said, cringe, and then you just retreated. <laughs> I'm going to my room, and then I, thought, I just hear the door shut. I thought I thought it wasn't cringe. <laughs> <laughs> and on that day... One of my bones started creaking a little louder. <laughs> All of your bones already creak loud. I'm going to buy you a fucking oil can for Christmas. Dude, thanks. I'm going to get to just spray you down. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest Burger King commercial that I've ever heard of. Do you remember <laughs> that Burger King commercial with... What was her name? She was washing the car. It's, I'm suddenly reminded of this. <laughs> I don't. Which one is this? So Burger King had, had an ad back in the 90s or early 2000s and they had someone washing a car while eating a, a, a Burger King version of the Big Mac I don't remember what the, what the those Whopper. were called yeah the Whopper she's eating a Whopper while washing a car oh you're yeah. talking about Paris Hilton Paris Hilton yeah that was Charles Jr 
Was it Carl's Jr.? Yeah, that was part of their, like, oh, if you eat Carl's Jr., everybody's going to fuck you, like, uh, advertising okay. campaign. Yeah, remember when we had that that just mindset for advertisements where it was just like, if you take our pro- if you use our product, you're going to go ahead and get fucked. Uh, I, we've never dropped that mindset. No, but I remember, like, when Axe was a big thing, it was a huge thing that was on every ad. Yeah, but, like... We still use sex to sell. Uh, but yeah, I remember those ads. I remember thinking it was the weirdest thing ever, seeing bikini-clad women eating hamburgers, and they were, like, dropping stuff on themselves. And then he was... And then they're like, if it doesn't get all over your, oh, the place, it doesn't belong in your face. And I was like, what the fuck are you trying to tell me, Carl's Jr.? I've been to Carl's Jr. a lot. I have never seen one person that looks like that there. I see a lot more people who look like me. And, like, <laughs> while I've been known to go fuck myself, that's certainly not what I want to be doing in a parking lot of a Carl's Jr., I'll tell you that much. That's How special the fucking Western Star Burger is. <laughs> Six dollar burger. That's how you get a criminal charge. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure that's indecent <laughs> exposure. It's how you get tased with your pants down. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I wonder like how well that argument would come off, though, if you were in court and you're like, but the ad told me I could do that. Oh, uh, they would say, you, sir, may fuck off, and you would get whatever punishment <laughs> you're going to get. <laughs> you'd, you'd go on a list, and you'd have to go ahead and tell all your neighbors you're on that list. I don't think you have to tell them. I think now the government just sends out a blast to let everybody oh, know. Yeah, you're right. It's no longer fucking... 705 BC when we had to go tell everybody in person the government yeah. does it for us that's cool well not no, cool in that aspect but well now it's not even the government like half the time it's apps right the government just adds your name to a publicly available list and then whatever fucking like creeper neighbor app you have is like did you know 14 miles from you there's a registered sex offender and I'm like ooh 14 miles I don't go 3 miles from my house if I can avoid it <laughs> the longest drive I make on a regular basis is to your place yeah. That is it. Yeah. Otherwise, one, if something's like five miles away, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and one day, our listeners need to know this, one day we will move to the forest together and we won't have to drive. Yeah, absolutely. And our podcast is going to be recorded on Bark. Yeah. It'll be found 10 years from when we die. It, it won't be found. <laughs> Bark disintegrates or degrades. So <laughs> decomposes. That's the word I'm looking for. It, so it depends on, on what kind of bark, because some bark lasts a little longer than others. But yes, it decomposes. That's why I like said bark reaper. That's called a callback, but that was before we were recording. So now nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> so I okay, real quick, I got a question because my wife and I are, are watching a show, and before I say the name of the show, I want to see what you call the the movie that came out in like 1990 something and to give you an idea of what it is without me telling you what the name of it is this it is the vamp- weirdest question i've ever been asked so I, i've got a reason for this the movie was about interviewing a vampire okay we I had what movie hmm? i wonder what movie yeah so what name what, what what do you what was the name of that movie interview with a vampire okay see that proves my point there. I, I turned to my wife while we were watching Interview with The Vampire. Oh, it's with The Vampire? I'll be named. Yeah. And I asked her, I was like, what was the movie called? And she told me Interview with A Vampire. And I went, what the fuck? And I looked it up. It has always been Interview with The Vampire. You know how weird English is that we go ahead and alter words like that? 
I guess it makes sense, right? He's the only vampire being interviewed. There's not multiple. And it's not yeah. like she's tracking down other ones. Everything we see that involves other vampires is flashbacks. So yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. No, it, it does make sense. It's just interesting that the name of the book, the name of the movie, and the name of the TV show isn't A, it's The. And we all, not everybody, but the majority of people that I've ever talked to that bring up interview with the vampire say interview with a vampire. And I found that very interesting. And it's very reminiscent of that baloney that we dealt with Berenstain Bears and whatever the other. Uh, oh, you're talking about that. What's it called? The Mandela effect. There yeah, I go. can. That I can bullshit see where yeah, can. instead of admitting that we got something wrong, we blame interdimensional forces. <laughs> I could see another conspiracy coming up where some idiot hears this podcast and says, hey, they were talking about Interview with a Vampire. I remember it was called Interview with a Vampire. No, it's called Interview with the Vampire. We just have mushy brains that forget that names are different. <laughs> yeah. First of all, if you're a listener of this podcast, you're clearly not an idiot. You're very smart. But uh, secondly, yeah, I could totally see somebody at some point mentioning this as a thing. It's one of those things, like, I, I hate the Mandela Effect idea because I think we can just admit that we got something wrong or that we misremembered something. It's totally okay. We don't need to find an excuse for why we thought something incorrectly. Yeah. And real quick, when I say idiot, I'm talking about me. When I listen to this, I am writing up my conspiracy nope. theory. Just um, by listening to this, you're already smarter. <laughs> I just had to... It's like one of those brain training games. Listening yeah. to this podcast is the equivalent of knowing which shape is bigger than which. Because <laughs> that's what those apps always advertise. It's like, can you figure out if this triangle is bigger than this square? And they're like drastically different sizes. And you're like, yeah, it's the square. And then the guy's clicking the triangle. And it's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> but if you use our app, you'll figure it out. And I'm like, I don't think this is trained shit. So before we go too far into that, that is actually a technique to go ahead and get people to download the app. Yeah, I know. To and make you be like, oh, if I could solve that. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten no, me a few times. <laughs> never works on me because if I see... <laughs> so, I have this running... Uh, theory isn't quite the right word, but like uh, belief that advertisements are how companies talk to people. Mm -hmm. And if they're talking to you like you're a fucking moron, you wouldn't talk to another person this way, right? If King.com came to you and like, hey, dumb, dumb, you want to match some colors? Because this idiot can't do it. You'd be like, fuck off, King.com. But they show you an ad and we don't think about it. We're like, oh, look at this idiot. So... One of the reasons I I like and don't like commercials at the same time. But yeah, so when they show these type of ads where it's like, look at how stupid this guy is. I bet you could figure it out. I'm like, fuck you. Don't patronize me. No, I, I agree with you on that. And when I was younger, I fell for those ads a lot. Oh, yeah, for but... sure. They're meant to work on kids. Oh, like, yeah. They're, they're clearly targeting that. It's just it bothers me when people are like when these advertisements show you ridiculous things like. The Liberty Mutual ads that were running for a while, those used to piss me off so much because, you know, the ones I'm talking about, somebody's talking to the camera and then they come up with some scenario that they think is ridiculous. It's like, oh, I was driving my brand new car and somebody crashed into a food truck and now my premium goes up. That's ridiculous. No, it's not. That's how fucking insurance works. You know how many times I've crashed into a food truck? Zero. Yes, yeah, I figure the, the day you crash into a food truck, you're trying to start one. Why well, the day you and I crash into a food truck? Because if I'm crashing into a food truck, we're going down together. We're fucking yeah. Thelma and Louising this shit. Hell yeah, buddies! Holding hands forever. and screaming. Yeah. And you know, anyway, we should I, probably talk about this movie before we yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, our yeah, food yeah. truck fantasies. 
before my brain goes on another tangent, as I said early on in the in this, before we got on the got on these rants, this week we took on 2022's Disenchanted on Disney Plus. Happily never after, this movie is starring Amy Adams as Giselle, Patrick Dempsey as Robert, Maya Rudolph as Malvina, Gabriella Baracino as Morgan. How close was I on that one? I think it's Baldacino, but that's fine. Baldacino, okay. Uh, James Martin as Edward, and special mention to Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Tudyk, okay. As the voice of the scroll. Had to call that out. That guy's a fantastic actor. Yeah. And, and I, uh, he's very funny. I love him. He's great. They uh, underused him in this movie. They really did. A sequel to Enchanted, this movie finds Giselle, Robert, and Morgan moving to the sh- suburbs. In typical fashion, Morgan hates living in the suburbs and wants to go back to New York. Lashing out is at Giselle. Morgan calls her a stepmom instead of a mother. And Giselle, hurt by this, makes a wish to turn the real world into a fairy tale. Unfortunately, she fails to realize that this means she'll become an evil stepmother, and Malvina, her suburban rival, will become an evil queen. Giselle learns that she only has 24 hours to undo the wish, but by then, Malvina has gotten a hold of the wishing wand, so it's up to Giselle and Morgan to save the day. So let's hear from some of our critics. On IMDb, user Rosario Kinnard gives this movie a 5 out of 10. Rosario Kinnard. Rosario Kinnard says that this movie is a 5 out of 10. The acting is cringe. The music lands blandly on too much plastic landscaping. The plot makes no sense. There was potential in the title. It could have even been the first few minutes that make you believe the movie was going to be. Anything good? Giselle facing the reality of life versus magic. Instead, it forces the audience into... Live another sad, living another sad version. Living another sad version of a Disney fairy tale. What a waste. Yeah, I take these reviews pretty much as directly of a quote as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, sometimes, I, yeah, sometimes the English is a little rough. Yeah, and I try to, to self-correct, but we all know how my self-corrects work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, user Georgia LH on Letterboxd had a different feeling, shouting, This is my Joker! Wow, Georgia. I don't even know down. what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we missed Giselle asking how she got her scars or something. Meanwhile, Maybe. writing for SF Chronicle, David Lewis gave this movie high marks, ending with, Sequels are often rushed affairs, made before they're ready, and it often reflects on the screen. Disenchanted, on the other hand, I already feel bad reading this one, <laughs> feels like something that was handled with patience and care when all is said and done in the Disney history books, its ending will be happily ever after. In contrast, How- Courtney Howard, writing at, for AV Club, gave the movie an overall lower review, stating it, <clears throat> its lack of legitimate wit, cleverness, and focus makes the promising concept feel like a wasted wish, conjuring little of the magic that made its proce- uh, predecessor feel so memorable. Those comments leave a lot of interesting conversation to be had. But before I get into <laughs> it, how do you feel about this movie? I was bored to tears by this movie. It's hard to say that I hated it because I didn't. I nothinged it. This was a... I want to say the runtime on this is almost two hours or slightly over two hours. It is two wasted hours. Hour and 59 minutes. Okay, yeah. So it is one hour and 59 wasted minutes. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard to be a quote-unquote regular person dealing with a teenager and a move and a new community, etc. 
But instead, they went with some over-the-top, ridiculous wishing wand plot, and yuck. Yeah, so you and I talked about how... Because you watched Enchanted, the, the first book, correct? Yeah, I barely remember it, but okay. yes. Same here. I, I remember that Giselle came to our world from whatever utopia or whatever it is that they're calling it that she comes from. I remember that she lived in our world without magic as far as I remember, which it's been a moment since I've watched it. Mm -hmm. And then they took this movie and decided, hey, since we did a movie where she didn't have magic, let's give her magic and then fuck her up on that. Okay, you could have done that, but better, I think. Maybe not write music numbers that you and I both go, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, the music fell so flat in this movie. And I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a big fan of musicals. I do think that 98% of musicals could probably be better if they dropped all the songs and just did dialogue. But I've also seen like 12 total musicals not counting the ones I've watched over and over again. Obviously, I'm a child of the 90s. I watched Disney musicals, and many of them have a special place in my heart. Before anybody's like, oh, well, The Lion King. I mean, shut up. I get it. But overall, I don't care for musicals. And even even that being the case, I wanted, I wanted to be fair to this movie. And Jesus, I could not listen to these songs. They were so boring. The pacing was awful. The lyrics were dreadful. And... I don't know. There was just, I think it was when Giselle and Malvina were having their little sing off about who's going to be the final villain. I was like, Oh Worst my God, this is awful. Worst I, yeah, it's so bad. And it's too bad because my Rudolph can sing and Amy Adams can sing, but they shouldn't be singing this song. That's yeah. just not, it's not good. Well, it's like, what was it? sequels are often rushed affairs the the music in this movie was exactly a rushed affair and this movie will not end up in disney's history books i wouldn't be surprised if they go ahead and lock it up like they do occasionally with movies no then i don't think they do the whole vault thing anymore because not as many people buy physical media but they'll just take it off of streaming yeah this probably uh, has like my guess would be 2025 this won't be on disney plus anymore mm -hmm. so that's essentially like locking up in the vault today's version of that yeah. The other thing that kind of bugged me about this was the, the synopsis says Morgan wants to go back to New York, but I didn't really feel that. She has these moments where she's like, well, you should have just left me in New York. And then the next thing you know, this is before the magic comes into play. She's like, mm -hmm. but I love it here. Yeah. What are you trying to convey here? Are you trying to convey that you want to go back to New York or that you love it here? One or the other. The only two characters who are actually consistent in this movie are Robert and Malvina. I would say that Edward's character, uh, James Marsden as Edward, was also consistent, except that he got maybe five minutes of screen time. Yeah. And so every like the movie revolving around Giselle and Morgan and these two characters being basically completely inconsistent throughout the movie, it makes the whole thing feel more of a mess. I will say that something that I did appreciate was the little 2D animated sequence in the middle of it. I like that. Yeah. That was yeah. nice. I wish the whole movie had been 2D animated. I think that would have actually made a better movie and it would have been a fun contrast to Enchanted, right? Being a yeah. live action version of a classic fairy tale. Then this could be a animated sequel to a live action movie. It might have also been a nice contrast to all the live action remakes that they're doing. Yeah. Well, so I think that that right there would have been a good a, a, a good storyline to go through is have Giselle go home. Just not, not permanently. Just have her 
or go for a visit or something like that, and then have something happen in. I wish I remembered what the name of the, the world is. That it's like Andalusia or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That should tell you, audience, that Greg and I have watched both movies, and the name of the country that Giselle comes from does not, it doesn't register. That being said, I think that you nailed it right there. I think that if they sent Giselle back home, maybe drag Morgan with her so that Morgan gets a taste of what the magic world is like how they did in this movie but actually have her a part of it when the world isn't falling apart and then have something happen i don't know evil fairy queen showing up sort of thing since they were trying to do so many references and homages to other disney movies screw it pull a maleficent lookalike in the magic kingdom where they exist yeah or just maybe somebody accidentally opens a rift to another disney movie and it could be a big <laughs> joke You're like oh no here comes scar Dude, that would be... I, I could actually get behind that. Isn't that kind of like Kingdom Hearts, though? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they could go ahead and finally open up an animated version of Kingdom Hearts, and I'd be satisfied finally. Satisfied finally? That's the one thing that has kept you from happiness <laughs> in life, is this lack of a, a movie of Kingdom Hearts. That's going to be a live-action one. Oh, God. Starring Vince Vaughn. Horrible. Oh, no. He's Don't just going to be sitting there... <laughs> Oh, no. It'll be Vince Vaughn, and then it'll be... Who was that guy from Buddy Games? Not the one who got his testicles shot, but the main character. Oh, Josh something. I, I already yeah. forgot his name, because I yeah. can't he, care enough. He doesn't matter. But it'll be him and, and Vince Vaughn sitting there just chewing back and forth towards each other. Oh, with Ryan Reynolds in support, of oh, course. Oh, God. This movie sounds so great. <laughs> Someone should bankroll it. You're, you're going you're gonna to curse it. Disney's listening right now. They're always listening. Oh. If I didn't have COVID, I'd probably be like putting my headset down and going and drinking until I reset the hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I could forget that I've said any of this. Disney remembers. <laughs> Disney's going to make me remember. They are. They're going to put you in like one of those clockwork orange rooms and pry your eyes open and just make you watch yourself <laughs> saying this. Disney, you don't have to do that. I Odds are we'll end up watching this for this podcast. <laughs> And then and then my family will want to watch it, and I'll get to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be like, let's do a rewatch. And you'll yeah. be like, oh, hooray. And then we'll get an audience that's big enough to go ahead and do a request, and we'll watch it again. Because someone will be like, well, I, I think that you guys have more to say about it. Uh, so I do want to talk a little bit about what we discussed after we both watched this movie. So we had a conversation about this movie where we discussed uh, how many of these movies are ultimately forgettable. And there's an old framework from an old German who he's not the end all be all. All frameworks are just one way of viewing the world. It's important to remember that. But the way he goes about reviewing or the way he suggests reviewing cinema is asking yourself or cinema. He lived before movies, so plays. But he asks yourself, what is it trying to say? Does it say it well? And is it worth saying? And I think this movie provides a great example, both uh, as an answer to the question, why are so many of these movies forgettable? And then also a good way to analyze the framework. This movie doesn't say anything, in my opinion. What would you say this movie is trying to say, Ringo? I think that this movie is trying to say... That's a hard question. I, I don't really know what this movie is trying to say, other than maybe, like, pay Disney money for more <laughs> garbage. Yeah, so I think then at least we can answer question number two already, which is it doesn't say it well. I think yeah. that if you want to be generous to this movie, and I'm feeling generous, it's almost the holiday season. <laughs> uh, 
you could argue that this movie is trying to tell two different stories. One, that real life is never a fairy tale and that it is always going to be more difficult than you think. And that any sort of, even if you have the magic powers to make some sort of wish and wish your life to be quote unquote normal or fairy tale, it's not going to end up in your favor. The other story I think you could argue that it's trying to tell is that you are not the hero in everybody's eyes. In many tales, you are a villain. And it's important to perhaps reflect on that before you start examining exactly who you are as a person, right? If you if you want to sit around and say, like, I'm always a good person and everybody likes me and everything would be better. If, if you were Anakin Skywalker, oh, they should just make me in charge, right? Maybe you should think about the fact that you're probably somebody's evil stepmother in metaphorically speaking. So those are the two things I would argue that this story is trying to say. And as you said, it is a mess. I don't know that either one of these messages comes through at all during this movie between the amount of songs, the amount of filler in this movie, and then the last quarter of the movie basically devolving into a CGI beam fight, which whoever <laughs> invented beam fightings or beam of wars, as they're called on TV tropes, I'm you deserve special punishment. I hope that you have always tried to pick up change and it falls and you have to fucking get down <laughs> on the ground and find it. But these which, are, these are some just... of the most annoying CGI's because it just doesn't need to be there. And you and I discussed beam fighting too. And we believe that it was either Godzilla or Dragon Ball that, that yeah, it really it. depends on who you ask. It also could be a cartoon called Harvey Birdman from the 60s. Yeah. But it is, it's really, it's probably one of those things that without actually going and looking for it, you're never like, we'd have to go back and watch old cinema and try to find it. And I'm, I'm not going to put that kind of time. Yeah, no. it. So we'll say either Godzilla or Dragon Ball. But either way, whoever decided that was the effect that we needed, man, fuck off. I'm so tired of seeing this shit in movies. But. Uh something else that I'm tired of seeing in Disney movies is animals that narrate inside of a live action. Yeah. The chipmunk was just fucking terrible. It was awful. It was, it was my least favorite part of the movie after the, the terrible yeah. Giselle Malvina song. The, yeah, the so, cat was a better version of him, but not by much. Yeah. So getting back to it, this movie loses all of its message by probably act two, because we drop immediately the idea that real life is hard and that moving is hard and adjustments are hard. So all the things that would normally make up a stereotypical teen family movie gone by that. And now we're, now we're focused solely on that second story, right? You're probably the villain in somebody else's mind, but Giselle actually never realizes that that's what's happening. She realizes she's turning into an evil stepmother, but she never thinks about why. And the movie doesn't want you to think about why. They chalk it up to a wish gone awry, a whole monkey paw thing, which we've seen a thousand times before. And instead of learning that even the best intention actions can come off wrong depending on other people and that the ultimate value is empathy and that having clear lines of communication, even with a teenager, which is difficult, are the key things. What we instead take away is that this movie is about wishes and that wishes sometimes go wrong and you should be careful what you wish for. And that's basically Aladdin, right? Jafar wishes himself into a fucking bottle because he's a moron. <laughs> and so... The, the movie doesn't say whatever it's actually trying to say very well, and you're, you'd be forgiven for coming away with no thoughts that this movie had a plot. And then finally, the last question, is it worth saying? Even if these two stories were delivered on clearly, are they stories worth telling? If somebody 
if you were at a bar or a Starbucks or wherever, dear listener, you happen to be, somebody came up to you and started telling you a story that was about a woman who moved to the suburbs, who had magic, but realized that that magic could go evil and she might be the bad guy. Would you come away from that story thinking like, oh, man, I, that was a cool story. I'm glad that person shared it. Or would you walk away being like, weirdo? And what the, what the hell was the point of that? <laughs> and I think it's the, the, the last one. I think that there is very little point to this story. And it's the answer to the question we asked much earlier, which is why are so many of these movies so forgettable? They don't actually say anything worth hearing. And that's fine. Not every piece of media needs to be some sort of fucking NPR think piece or deep documentary or philosophical treatise, right? There's plenty of room in our lives for junk food, but you can't survive on just junk food. I'm told I've tried so hard. My diet is half ding dongs and I, I guess that's not good for you and it's clogging my arteries, but either way, this is intellectual junk food and it's fine to have from time to time. But if it's the only thing you're getting, then you're eventually going to become sick. And I don't know what that cultural or mental sickness looks like. I'm not that smart to tell you what a society fed on only junk food media looks like, but it's probably not good. And so maybe asking for something a little bit more from our, our entertainment is is due maybe we should maybe it's good that this movie bombed it won't stop disney they're never going to stop making this crap but we can stop watching it entirely yep. you and i can't that's the point of this podcast <laughs> is that we're doing it for other people but normally i i'd say here at this point obviously i don't recommend this movie but i i'd find some reason for you to go watch this and even if you're a fan of the original don't watch this not because it's so bad it's not the worst thing i've seen there are worst movies i've seen in my life there are worst movies i've reviewed on this podcast this is probably equally as good as cadillac man which is to say it's bleh but this shouldn't be watched to send a message to disney that if you're going to make a franchise or if you're going to make a sequel if you're going to take something that already exists and try to make it better do something more don't just give us the same fucking shit over and over and over again uh, i know you've made a billion trillion dollars doing that with the mcu but how's that going for you now star wars is tanked right you're lucky ashka is a popular show because otherwise that franchise those franchises are, are dead in the water thanks a lot assholes you mean soka yeah, sure, whatever. I don't okay. know where her fucking name is. I, I, I was I, just making sure that's. I don't it doesn't. Know. It doesn't matter because yeah. Well, and I, is is Ahsoka even doing good? Yeah, it's critically acclaimed. I don't know okay. what the I don't know what the financial numbers are. Critically acclaimed doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, I agree with you on everything that you're that you've said, and it, it hurts me because. It, so, I need that that no. I I do agree with you on all of that, and I do realize that my wife and I and probably the kiddo are going to end up watching it together and that's fine it's not going to kill me but there's this aspect that the less time that is spent watching movies like this the less likely we are to go ahead and get nothing movies that have nothing to say that don't make you sit there and question which there's nothing wrong with having that occasionally but not mm -hmm. everything needs to be that if you look at the MCU all of the more recent MCU movies. I would I would say that Guardians of the Galaxy had something to say, which is ironic considering it was saying something about corporations in that one, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, that's a whole different thing. But That is a whole different thing. But a majority of the MCU movies that have come out, the DCU, DCUE, EU, I think, I don't, I don't know what the new one is. A lot of them 
have nothing to say. They don't say anything about society. They don't say anything about culture. They don't say anything about the individual. They don't say anything about anything other than beam fights, flashy moves, lots of CGI, lots of horrible CGI, and a lot of them. Um, and tying that back into this movie, this movie is a minor version of all of that. And the less time that we spend watching it, the less likely it is that Disney is going to go ahead and do more of that. That being said, I got to throw my, my opinion in. I think that if you have a young kid, this movie would be fine to throw on, especially if you can shut your brain off. But again, you have to realize that you are telling Disney, Hey, it's okay to go ahead and make this garbage when you watch it. And I, I understand what I'm doing when I, when I watch this sort of stuff with my, with my wife and kid, as I'm saying to Disney, Hey, it's okay to keep making this sort of stuff. That's why I hope that we watch it once. Then we criticize it because my wife and I like to go ahead and criticize stuff whenever we don't like it. And then, we never watch it again. I also hope that you guys never watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. That being said, I do I do enjoy watching this sort of stuff with my wife, especially because she and I get to go ahead and like tear it apart together. It's a nice little bonding experience. But yeah, there there's there are. It's like the Good Place, so the episode where the judge ends up trying to live on on the earth, and she's like, "I tried to go ahead and buy organic tomatoes, and there it doesn't matter how organic they are. There's complications that come with it." Mm-hmm. Well, the easiest way to go ahead and make sure that you're not aiding in the complications that come with stuff like this is to not partake in corporations shit. And like, it's never that simple, right? The, the, you can make the argument that the rich bitches who actually are in charge of Disney aren't ever going to feel this bottom line impact, right? But we could cost some animator or producer or production assistant their job by boycotting and yada, yada, yada. These are all arguments you can find covered and better explained in a variety of places there is no end of literature about the value of like or perceived value of boycotts and strikes and being selective voting with your wallet etc etc this is probably we're already running a little bit long on this episode so i don't want to dive into all of the politics behind that but there are plenty of places that you can find that and when this episode comes out i'll I'll share some links where you can find more information should you so choose ringo to take it away you also don't recommend this movie i don't recommend this movie unless you've got a very small child that absolutely loved the first movie what if i have a very large child that didn't like the first movie then you're probably good not watching this okay cool yeah i don't think i don't think bruja liked this movie so (laughs) i don't think she liked the first one so i don't have to sit down and watch it with her a second time bruja makes it bruja makes a good point there yeah also just in case anybody's confused bruja's a cat don't worry i didn't name my child witch (laughs) He's lying to you. I've seen him. <laughs> Don't worry. Browser our employee of the week this week. She's actually sitting to my left snoring right now. So nice. I will I will toss that up on Instagram. All right. I don't have anything further to add. I guess my closing comment is that it's fine to sometimes house a bag of chips, but you probably shouldn't <laughs> do that the whole time. I'm going to grab myself a pumpkin spice latte after this. That's my snack. Fancy. Yeah. All right. Much takes out. Oh, yeah, that's right. I am the one that needs to take us out. I'm that sorry, is I completely forgot. So we've been streaming Wasteland, and this has been Disenchanted. You can find it on Disney+. Plus. We don't suggest that you go ahead and look it up, but hey, I'm not here to go ahead and police you up. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Podcasts. You can go find us on X, Facebook, Twitter. I've already said Twitter twice now. Uh, no, you said it's- X. It's different. 
Oh my god, I said X. I've been trying so hard to never say X. Oh yeah, fuck I know. X. I listened to all the outros. Uh, fuck you, Elon Musk. I'm never going to say X. And then he said it. And I knew a friend it. of mine I... who refused to say the word hella and then started just slowly dropping it into conversations. And next thing you know, he says it all the time. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you know who you're talking about, dog. <laughs> I just... Fine, I'm... Yeah, fine. I've called it X. You can find us on X or Twitter, Instagram, Threads, YouTube, TikTok, and several other places. Go find us. Go find us. Go find us. Just go go, go find us. And tell your corporate overlords to stop making trash. Love you. Say goodbye, Greg. Don't look for us on next videos. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>